This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Absolutely no idea what's going on. I'm still drunk from Saturday. Um, good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello. That tickled me, but then it doesn't take an awful lot. This is LTID TV One from Less Until I Die. Uh, thank you for joining us for the Monday night debate show. Let's talk Leicester. And because I am still probably a little bit um, tipsy from Saturday. Um, we've got absolutely no plan, so we'll just dive in and just see see where it takes us. But we are going to be talking all things Leicester City. Um, that is one thing you can be sure about. 
Right, let me um, say I have got two guests. Dave, still not with us. He's not well. We wish him all the best. Uh, keep rubbing the cream in, uh, Dave. And you never know, the, the swelling might go down. But <sighs> you should always ask for a health certificate before you go in those places. You know that, don't you? But uh, let me bring my... my well, I nearly said chum. Uh, I don't know, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how he's doing. Brad, hello. Oh, look at that little little Brad. There we go. Well, it's been a while since someone said, "Oh, look, little Brad," to me, mate. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm doing all right, mate. Uh, I'd ask how you're doing, but I've heard you're still drunk. I am. I am. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, no, I'm not going to go there with the little brother. No, no, stop, stop, <laughs> stop now. Let's let put you on a leash, mate. Uh, uh, let us bring in. I think she's finished doing her hair now. Uh, so we could bring her in and say, hello, Kate. That was very slidey, that was. Oh, I know. I Jeeping. love it. I was in the middle of my L'Oreal moment. <laughs> well, I could hear the music going as you put your run around your fingers through the hair. That's what happens, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You, you don't get that with head and shoulders, I tell you. No, you don't, because no, I'm worth no. it. Mind you, I've you got to have hair, which is sort of where I where I fall down. But uh, how are how are you? Yes, are you well? good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Fresh off a weekend with my ladies on a wine tour in Kent, so I too have still got some alcohol in me. And you, you were looking down your nose at me because I'd left half a shoe somewhere between my flat and the blue bar pub. <laughs> I had both shoes. Did you notice, Brad, there was a gap then? I had both shoes, but... Yeah. <laughs> the word had was in there as well, Chris, yeah. that I noticed. Yeah, I oh, true. That is true. We won't ask you what you didn't have. Um, I, I, I won't ask a lady that. And if we had a lady in here, we wouldn't ask her, would we? But no. <laughs> welcome, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, she's going to fit in well here. <laughs> Kate, let, let me start with you, ladies first. Um, we, we've we've just finished a hundred and one year city drought, I believe. Oh, for three wins on the bounce. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was reading about that today. I could not. I couldn't quite believe it. I was like, "What are they talking about?" I saw the headline, and then obviously clicked in and read the article, which is quite obviously good, but also a bit worrying that it's been a century. I mean, in fairness, we've not sort of... We're obviously in there, we've had a lot more. Let's remember last season, we had three losses. Uh, I mean, Brad, we'll have had some draws in there as well, so it won't be won't be good or uh, bad news. But yeah, 100 on, 101 years since we won our first three games. Yeah, it's, it's real strange to say that. You'd have, you'd have thought, you know, answers on a postcard would probably been the League One days would have been three wins in a row. So obviously we must have had a, a draw there, uh, obviously, because that was, that was less than 101 years ago. But yeah, it's a good start. Enzo balls into first gear, so more to come of it. It's it's a nice start. For, for, fair and a lot better than most. Yeah, indeed. Uh, James is in, so we'll say good evening to James. How are you? Um, and the check's in the post, mate. Oh, I shouldn't say that these days, should I? The payment is on its PayPal way to you, sir. Best left the oh, channel on YouTube. Oh, I like the cut of that man's jib. Uh, Stuart's in, he says hello. Mountain man from Arizona in the good old US of A. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, James says, evening, Chris and Kate. He obviously doesn't like you, Brad. But then Stuart makes up for it. He says, hi, Brad. Um, oh, hi, Stuart. 
we've got a Facebook user in. Look, I've said this, um, and I'll say it again here. I'm going to say it probably a few more times. But if you're watching on Facebook, click on the link that allows you or allows StreamYard to access your details. There's nothing you've got to download, charge. All it means is that I can see who we're talking to. If you don't stick your name at the end of your conversation, I have no idea who you are, and I will basically ignore you, as I'm doing with that one. Uh, Stuart Russell also says, hello, Kate. Uh, hello. I see. I, 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 I'm left out of that one, you see. So, oh, no, it's Kate's not left out of anybody. It's just you and me, bro. Well, hello. Hello, favouritism over here or what? You we'll, know. Let get, we'll let her get on with it. Go on, Kate. Get Come back. <laughs> hey, it's the Arizona Massive. Nate is in. Good evening, Nate. How are you? <laughs> We've got two, two American fans, and both of them are in Arizona, and neither of them have met each other. Um, Small world, isn't it, considering how big America is? <laughs> I was going to say, Arizona's probably about the size of Wales, isn't it? You know. Um, and James eventually comes up and says, sorry, Brad, evening to you as, as well. Um, now, look, guys. You know, I'm not one. I'm not one that that revels in ex-players' discomfort, or you know. <laughs> oh, sorry. What? I know. I'm, what? Not, I'm, not, I'm not. No, not. But <laughs> I thought Yuri Tielemans was kind of a, an attacking midfielder. Oh, he is. Oh, I thought so. But today, Mister Mister Good Evening. Uh, and I've forgotten his name, but somebody will remind me. Um, Emery. Emery, um, Mr. Board. He has come out and said that he wants to buy an attacking midfielder. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, I, I suppose you, you you could argue that Tillemans is, is an attacker of some sense because he definitely attacked the bench um, for most of the game in his debut. I mean, grass not always greener goes and joins a... European club in Aston Villa goes and gets beat 5 1. Uh, you know, oh, just, it's, it's an hard life, isn't it, being a footballer these days, apparently? Go and sit on a bench and watch your new team lose 5 1. Yes. And what makes it worse, Kate, is, of course, Harvey Barnes sat on the bench on Newcastle, came on, scored a goal, and was in the, in the side that won 5 1. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Came on after about 25 minutes, didn't he? Yeah. I didn't. I just saw flash scores. I'm assuming it must have been an injury. But yeah, very, uh, very different days for the pair of them. What are your thoughts on Tielemans? Because I was very much of sod off, and I hope your career dies a death and burns. Because I think the way that he treated the club, he could have very easily signed a new contract with loads of get out clauses in, which would have allowed us to get some money. As it was, we didn't get a penny from him. Um, and when you look at Harry Maguire and the way that he signed a new contract so that we got something off Man United, they were daft enough to give us eighty million. But um, what, what are your what are your sort of? Th I mean, obviously we'll love him for scoring the FA Cup goal, of course we will. But he, he did kind of tarnish his image at the end for me. Who are you saying that to? To Kate, sorry. Oh, sorry. The clue um, was in there because I said Kate. I was going to say, <laughs> not me, not me, Kate. It's always his favourite that goes first. Um. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think he could have signed a two-year extension or something to uh, give us yeah, some money for him in the end. Because losing that type of player, which was a linchpin of the team, really, um, for, for nothing, is just where the Bosman morning is absolutely terrible. Um, but I, I never doubted his 
commitment on the pitch. I think a lot of people might say the last few months of last season were questionable, but he's only human. And if he knew we weren't, he wasn't going to stay around if we got relegated. I do think he'd have signed if we'd have stayed up. Because you know, I know that he likes living in this area and still continues to live in Corn. I think he lives. So um, it, it's just a pity that he didn't do the gentleman's thing and sign a contract extension, which is really frustrating. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, st- I still stand by that. I think Villa will struggle this season. A lot of people disagree with me because of their purchases, but I still think Villa will struggle. I think looking at that first game, I think you're right. But yes, I mean, it's interesting to say that despite all this, he was linked with here, there and everywhere, that he chose to go to Villa. And I think that does show that, you know, it was within travelling distance, Brad, and he could he, he could stay where he was with his kids in the schools and what have you and not, not have to move. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? He wanted European football. Um, I'm not so sure with, with, with what Kate said. In, in regards to him signing if we'd have stayed up I still think he'd have left us in the lurch for free um, just purely based on the fact that he wanted European football it was a quick quick uh, drive up the road in a sense to Villas uh, you know so it was an easy move for him to make um, to, to sort of comment you put up there about his work ethic we got warnings throughout his whole career that he seems to be very crap on his stamina he, he does not have the, the capability of his stamina to play two, three games a week. You know, I think the championship would be eaten alive. I mean, I would wonder, if you look at what we fetched, that, let's say he did sign a new contract. Let's say, hypothetically, he signed a two-year contract with no clauses to it. Based on his performances last season, you considering that and the fact that we're in the championship, right? We've just sold Madison for £40 million. We sold Barnes for 38, 39 million, you know, split a difference in pennies. Um, but my my question is, they actually put the effort in and was probably the reason we were able to hold on to some form of value and resell. What would Tillemans have actually sold for? Because I don't think you'd have paid 20 million for him. No, but at least it would have been something, wouldn't it? I, know, I get that, but I don't think he'd have been as much as what we were hoping for before last season. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, look, he, he, at the end of the day, we can all sit and laugh at him. I mean, Geordie Toon's just come in. Uh, great start for the season for Leicester. Hopefully, it will keep going. Cheers, Geordie. And a great start for you. How is, you know, you seem to be looking after Harvey Barnes. My only thing is, Kate, I don't know if you, I mean, I made the mistake last week, having beaten Coventry, of thinking, oh, half 10 Saturday night, I'm going to watch the game. And of course, we're not on match of the day anymore, are we? Um, so it's nine o'clock on ITV4. But this week, to see Harvey Barnes, I wish he'd come up with a new celebration. I know. And a little bit of me felt when I saw his celebration, oh, he didn't look anywhere near as happy as when he scored for us. It's just kind of going with the flow a bit now. It's not the boyhood club anymore, is it? But I'm pleased for him. He was one of my most frustrating players last year. And I can honestly say I wasn't that sorry to see him go because his work rate going back was terrible. Uh, But going forward on his day, if he thinks he's got the fullback, he'll give you a great great game. So we'll just see what happens with some of the... Some of the teams that he's struggled with in the past. He was gone. He'd gone as far as he could do under Rogers, and you know, Rogers. Although he had this great name for being a great coach and bringing the youngsters through, he brought them to a certain level, but then he couldn't seem to take them any further. Thomas got to a level and then stopped. Kieran Dewsbury Hall went to a level 
and then stopped. And I think, to me, Barnes did as well. But do you think Eddie Howe, great manager, let's be honest with you, since he stepped down from Bournemouth, the way that he went and learned things at other clubs, is he? could he literally take Barnes to that next level? Um, I don't really know Eddie's history with young players, to be honest. I think the freshness of the team and a, a new job, if you like, will help Barnes quite a lot. Um, I don't think Brendan covered himself in glory in any of the younger players. Thomas, uh, KDH, players like that, even JJ to a degree before his injury. Um, mm. So I think, like like anything, I think he'll be in reinvigorated with a fresh start. Um, like, but like we've seen with a few of the Leicester players under Enzo, like he's he's opened their minds, he's made them a bit more dynamic. He's trying to turn them into positive footballers, fill in the box, which I think he said to KDH in particular, you can't score if you're not in the box. So I'd like to think he probably would have done that with Barnes a bit, really, getting him into more prominent, positive positions. Oh, Barnes yes. find himself yeah. in those very often. He was always hanging on the touchline. Or when we were out of possession, he was kind of just chasing shadows a bit, really. No, I agree. Um, and like you, I mean, like you say, it's that new manager coming in. I mean, look at the players. I'm going to come to you, Brad, about your favourite player. I mean, you know, Mr Vestergaard, uh, he's got a year to go. He said he wants to go. But then we do know that six players have come along and said, don't want him to go. You know, they've changed. They said we want to sort of stay. Now, whether he's one of those or not, well, I suppose we'll never know unless he signs a new contract. He seems to be in, and I know this is going to really hurt Kate, but he seems to be in Enzo's plans. And even Greg said he had a good day yesterday, uh, yesterday, a Saturday. Uh, I'm not used to us not playing on Saturdays. But is that a case of Enzo can maybe get a tune out of these players that we've classed as being a certain standard, but a new manager comes in and gets a new tune out of them? Yeah, there's always a case, and this is why I always say, no matter my opinion on a player at a current point in their career at Leicester, they'll always get a, a fresh start come the start of a new season. I've never, ever been enamoured with Vestergaard. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it before. I might have let it slip once or twice today. I don't like him. Really? Yeah, I know, I know. I keep it, I keep it well hidden, don't I? I'm really good at that. Um but no, for me, Vestergaard is one of them. Look, he's not suddenly going to be... I'm not suddenly going to be one of them players that suddenly goes, oh, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah, he always knew that, really. No, he's still got a lot to prove, but he's probably got seven weeks where, whether me or Kate like it or not, he's going to be in that defence because Doyle... Uh, not Doyle, sorry, Cody uh, has probably still got six or seven weeks of recovery from his injury and then probably a week or two on the training ground. So... Probably for the first quarter of the season, we're going to have to get used to seeing a lot of Vestergaard. And look, 18 months ago, if you'd have told me, Chris, Vestergaard's going to play for less than one time in the league and he's going to keep a clean sheet, I would have left the stream, I'd have walked back to, I'd have walked to your house, knocked on the door, cancelled the stream and dragged you to the house and thrown you in there myself because I thought you were talking absolute barking rubbish. And yet, here we are. You know, he's played 90 minutes uh, in a 1-0 win against Huddersfield. I do think the drop-down in the division has really helped a lot of players maybe feel like they're going to get a second chance under him, finding their level in the nicest term. But, look, if he's going to do well, I'm going to give him praise. When he has a bad game and plays like his usual donkey self, that's when I'll get justified again. Kay, I mean, I know you weren't impressed with him after the Coventry game. Um, can, Can he... Turn your opinion round. I mean, he's had. Uh, did he? Play, did he play against Burton? He didn't, did he? 
Um, yeah. So he's played, he's played two games. Uh, we've won both games. One of those was a clean sheet. One, we only let one in. And I know, you know, you're saying that he was at fault for maybe a couple of efforts that other teams would have gone, got in. But we're in the second tier now. And let's be honest with you, Coventry, I mean, they, they beat Middlesbrough at the weekend. That's the standard we're facing. We're not facing Liverpool, Man United. And no disrespect, we are facing teams in a division below. And maybe if he gets a good run, and we all know he'll probably step down when Cody's fit. We know that. Um, but what could he do to convince you, or can't you do anything? If he's at it, you just, you just, he's useless. Get rid of him. Oh, like anybody in my team, if if they put a consistent set of performances together, anything's possible, right? But I just can't see it with Vestergaard because some of his weaknesses i.e. pace, you can't practice and practice pace. It's, you've either got it or you've not. And when he, I think, what is he, 30, 31? You just, mm. It's escaped him. I just don't like that he's not aware of his own restrictions. But anybody can convince me when they play for us if they've got heart and determination and they put some consistent performances together. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be out on his ear when Cody comes back. Yeah, I think we're going to be honest because I know, Brad, that um, uh, Enzo is talking that he wants probably another centre back, and we'll look at sort of the different positions he wants, but that is uh, one of the positions. Um, so that kind of says that obviously Cody's going to stay. Um, Face looks like he's an, an, a new player born again. Um, Doyle, I don't know when he got in for the season, but you know, all those three are probably going to be starting above um, Vestergaard. Um, Soutar, the rumours are that he's he's talking, you know, talking to another club in Italy about him. Uh, he could be on his way out already. So probably it is only a step. But then again, at least we might get something for him. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Hey, in terms of recent history, Vestergaard's gone up in my estimations if I was to rank Leicester players uh, in recent ones because... Perez, uh, one thing Vestergaard's managed to do that Perez never did for me was put in a performance where I, where I looked at it and went, you actually had a good game throughout. You know, Perez never managed that for me. He might have had a good spell in the game, but he never had a good throughout 90 minutes. So he went up the list there. And then when Perez was sold, I look at the Sutar situation. And I think in terms of how short he's been at the club, where we got him from, the division we're playing in corresponds to where we got him from, i.e. with Stoke. And he's been too tired to play two Saturdays, you know, Saturday, Saturday. And now he wants to leave. I would statistically say he is our most pointless signing ever. And that's up there with Vicente Diabate, Bartas Caputza, because at least they probably knew that was a Fourth signing that never worked. Silver, yeah, but Andre Silver, you always got the feeling that that was uh, a fax too late. Fourteen seconds, the other side, and we might have got a fit, ready Silver, and he might have been a different player. Silver was unfortunate. And, I think you uh, always had that. And Kramerich, another one. Yeah, Kram Kramerich. Um, yeah, really well since leaving us. Yeah, and I think he was unfortunate as well. But in terms of why the did you bother signing for us? Sutar holds the number one shirt for me because why did you bother coming to Leicester? Two, it wasn't just the bell end it, who made excuses for not picking him. Um, 
Smith made excuses with the too tired to play two games. Really? Because I'd take an injection of anything to play two games a week for Leicester for that amount of money you're on your lazy get. And now Enzo's making excuses for him not being in the squad. We've had tired, we've had tired tactical and technical. I think the other T is tosser, if that's the case, for him. Get him out of the club if that's the case. Get off the fence. Right. I'll put a fiver in a swear jar, Chris. I'll put a fiver in a swear jar. I'll put it in. I'll send it over PayPal. Sorry, guys. But I have to make a connection. Look, be grateful it was that word and not something else. Let me come to the Bible. <laughs> I mean, Sutar, I mean, he, he, he didn't look bad, did he, when he was playing for us? Obviously, something has gone on at the training ground, you would think. Yeah, I thought he looked okay, to be honest. I thought he was quite good on the ball. I thought his positional play was quite good. I thought Fast looked quite you know, comfortable next to him. He wasn't as good as Sunju at all. Um, or the, but maybe Sunju was just a bit more uh, adjusted to the Premier League. But, yeah, I had no problem with him at all. And I was quite intrigued, interested to see where he'd go this year. Um, but there's obviously some kind of problem because there's a couple of managers now that have have shied away from it. And it honestly wouldn't surprise me if Brendan's just pissed some money up the world. Sorry, I've sworn as well. To screw us over. Twice? I mean, Chris is going to be able to retire twice. To retire from work and retire from this show if we keep swearing, Kate. <laughs> if, if anybody does have any issues relating out to this show, this, the Maritons are 0800. <laughs> But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Brendan just wasted some money. Thought, yeah, he seemed to be doing something, and has wasted money on well, it. But when Sutar and Faze and Christensen came in, and Christensen looks on his way out as well, they were all here with, with under Martin Glover. Martin Glover was actually involved it. in those, wasn't he? Is he not injured, Christensen? Is he definitely out of favour? So, this is what I said. This is what I said to counteract the lazy journalism. Just because Christensen's not being picked, oh, he's injured. I don't. I mean, I, I can only say what I'm, I don't, I what I mean, You know, um, Enzo until, said it himself. You know, for two weeks, we will know in two weeks, I guess, won't we? But mm. you know, they were all Kate. They were all Glover signings, which you know was a recruitment guy. Uh, so we can't really put all the blame on on Rogers and Sutar. Like I say, I thought he looked he, he looked good when he when he first came in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I suppose if Enzo's looked at what we need at the, in defence versus what we're going to be up against in this league, I don't. I really don't know. I'm the problem really is, I think, Brad, is when you've got a new manager coming in, no matter how good certain players are, if that player doesn't fit into your, you know, style of play, your formation, etc., then you might as well let them go rather than keep them there. Wasn't the difference that Brendan trialled him up front in quite a few training games? I'd be happy for that because some of our striking options have looked a little bit minimal. <laughs> Are we on about yeah. Sutar now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I think Brendan, you know when you've gone back to Vestergaard or not? Yeah, I think <laughs> Brendan tried him in some training games up top. Yeah. But but yeah, to go to go back to you, to your question there, um, the thing is, I agree with Kate in the fact that he didn't do it. It's not anything he's done on the pitch that has made me annoyed with him because he looked solid, he looked dependable. I just get Kevin and Perry syndromes from him. He feels like he started to sulk and strop. Something must have happened with him and Brendan. And it's like he can't get over it because Smith couldn't get get over it, you know. You know, and I, I know maybe that's because a certain scolded child was taken out of the under twenty threes. <laughs> he should never have been there. 
and was brought back into the team ahead of him, which is right. So I think she's a far better defender than, than, than Sue Torres. But, you know, like you said, Enzo came in, six players were pretty much thinking, wow, I haven't been able to crack it here at Leicester. I want to move on. And he's got no one impressed with what I'm seeing. And now six, you know, these six people, whoever they may be, have decided to give Enzo a chance at least for the year. It just feels like he's still... And, you know, that's where I was expecting. And I think a lot of players were expecting, wow, Faye, Sutar, Doyle, we're going to have a midfield, you know, defensive three, these three, brilliant, yes, come on. And it feels like Sutar's still going, oh, it's not fair, I'm tired, I can't play. It just feels like what you feel like you're just dealing with a bratty child. I don't know what it is, why he's being the way he is, why he's getting away with it. But, yeah, get rid of him then, if that's how his attitude is. Get some money back for him, because... Honestly, right. apart from probably the first three or four games of his Leicester career, what's he done? Apart from TTTs all the time, I won't repeat the words, but you know what I mean. You know, apart from being tired and not yeah. technical. Yeah. I just want to say, uh, Jordi, um, and he, he says here, just going back to an old comment, I didn't see it actually, said he wasn't going to mention Barnes out of respect, but when Kate mentioned him, I politely replied, nothing more. Mate, I I have absolutely no problem with uh, with Barnes going to you because you've got Barnes and, in fairness, Madison. Neither of them actually were knocking on the door asking to leave that we know of. Uh, and it's not bad to say that we got £80 million for two players when we just got relegated. So, you know... I, I understand those going. That, that was a case we had yeah. to go. And I don't, I don't think Barnes. You like you said there, Chris. Just to add, just to add on to that, I don't think Barnes would have minded if he'd have stayed at Leicester and been in the Championship. I think he was up for the challenge, regardless. But yeah. when someone like Newcastle comes knocking, you're not going to deny the lad the opportunity. Yeah. It's a fair play to him. Yeah. Uh, Blue Fox uh, earlier said, and I've just, uh, if you're wondering if you are putting your questions in, and I did say put your questions into the chat. They are being starred so that I can go back to them. Um, so you're not being ignored, but just uh, I'm just waiting for sort of a, the right time to ask them. Uh, but he says there, what's happening with um, k- 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 oh God, Cesare. 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 Yeah. Caesar. Let's just call him Caesar. Um, they, they ha- well, they said earlier that they hope to complete it tonight. Apparently, the problem was. Um, the mid, uh, there was a delay, I think, in Chelsea selling somebody, was it? Um, uh, oh, I'd hate to be the one balancing Chelsea's book right now. <laughs> wow. I mean, the way he's oh, yeah, doing no, it. Moses Casido, uh, yeah. who's gone from Brighton. Until they got <laughs> him in, they wouldn't let okay. it known yeah. that they wouldn't let Caesar go. Uh, we just have English players. I'm sorry, but I have to admit it is kind of funny. Chelsea have a habit of stealing signings under teams' nose, doesn't it? I still remember when they infamously stole Willian from Tottenham, who did like a medical and whatever at Tottenham, and then went Chelsea. Two, two. If if the other ones we believe Chelsea have signed under Liverpool's nose is absolutely ridiculous. And they're actually, they've actually all every bit of every money pound that they've spent in this transfer window, they've actually virtually um, recouped from sales. Mm. And they did have a lot of sales uh, to spend. So now that Casido looks like he's going, uh, Kate looks like he's going to go to Chelsea. That now releases, and he hasn't got a squad number. He wasn't on the bench at the weekend. Uh, he, this guy really does. Uh, I'm excited by him. 
yeah, I am as well. He's got a good rep. Um, he's obviously very desired. There's quite a few clubs coming for him. Uh, Endo's apparently worked his magic. Um, and it probably suits him to be in an English club, playing the English way. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited by it. I like it that we're buying some forward players, mix things up a bit, and that will help change the style of play to what Enzo wants, really. He, he got the golden boot oh, for the for most assists. I might have been for goals as well at the Euros, um, at the under-20 Euros, Brad. Uh, but this guy, this feels like this is the Yuri Tielemans replacement. And I know Chelsea would prefer him to go to a Premier League club, apparently. He wanted to go to Genoa. So I do feel maybe like we are a bit of a middle case. But the, what they've said, is, as Kate rightly pointed out there, Chelsea like the way, the style that Enzo plays. And they're quite well, happy to let him come here. Yeah, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it benefits... Um, two seconds, Chris, let me just uh, ban that comment that's just come up. It's, it's, that, it's our old friend that Oh. I just got rid of this. Oh, well, I thought your mother was ringing again. <laughs> no, if it was my mother, I'd just, I'd, I'd just have to go because uh, I'm already in trouble because she's a cough fan. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think it benefits both clubs, doesn't it? Because, like, like he said, he stays in England. He plays in an English sides league, so he's not going to go over to Italy and have to. I know he's Italian himself, so it wouldn't take him too much to do. But you're playing in a different league, a different style of football, so he gets that. So worst case scenario is he has a really good season for us. We fingers crossed get promoted, and he plays a big part in that. And Chelsea get a very good up and coming midfielder to maybe force his way into their first team, or you know Chelsea keep buying midfielders. He makes a damn good impression, and like you said in regards to your Tillemans, we make that loan a permanent one. You never know. Okay, um. We talk. I mean, we've we've actually. I think we bought three loaned one or loaned two, have we, or or something? Uh, do you think this this is we're going the right way as a club and not just going out and buying, buying, buying? Because you know, if we buy, if we do buy a lot of players and then we don't go up, we could be you know up the creek without a paddle, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. It's such an unpredictable season because the plan is to go up, but we have to forecast and plan for not achieving that first time round. Um, you don't want to be left with high wages because parachute payments come to an end after three years. So we've just got to be a bit cautious and a bit tentative with who we sign and for how long. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that obviously we get back up next year and we can maybe sign one or two of these players on a, on a permanent, but mm -hmm. we just can't get ahead of ourselves. And I think that shows our mouse, really. We've done it before. We've got experience in this type of area now. And we've got some really good money for some of the players that we've lost. Um, and hopefully we can just rebuild again. Yes, yeah. Um, the next one that I want to put to you, if I can just go back and find in. Uh, now, this is an interesting one. This is going to be very difficult. Uh, and it's a difficult question. So, okay, I'll give it to Brad first. I'll give you a bit of thinking time. Favoritism, Kate, you can then take notes from my answers and which ones are right, which parts are wrong, and give yours. I'll see how it is. I do. If you've ever seen Brad in a quiz, do not take any. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not fair. That's not fair. Kate's Kate generously took my role as bottom of the league, which I'm still, still wanted to get that bonus point, Kate. I asked for justice for you. Still raw, mate. Still raw. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Oh, my God, why do I feel a chill down my back? Um, <laughs> Mountain Man says, uh, what side do you think will give us the most trouble this season? Brad, so, I mean, it's a difficult one, I mean, fair, because we're only two games in. Um, I think somebody actually similar to Huddersfield, really. You, you, you look at Neil Warnock, he had them compact, he had them defending. I had to watch about 30 highlight videos to figure out what happened in the game, but I was managed to piece it together. Um, you're probably looking at somebody like Ipswich Town, I think. They, they will be fearless in attack, but they've also got the mentality and the mindset and the, and the right group of players to really you know, frustrators in trying to bring them out. They won't fall into a trap which other teams might not have any control over because of how Leicester go about it. But I think Ipswich Town, Ipswich Town would be the team for us that I think might unstick us. Yeah, because I just think they're an early promoted side. They've been out the ch- start of championship football for years. They've obviously got off to a great start because they're top of the league. They're beating us on goal difference on that front. And I think we're seeing that they're probably going to be one of the teams that they won't care that Leicester have a style of play like that. They'll go at it. They'll be cautious about it when it needs to be. And then they'll wait for Leicester to have that dodgy pass or whatever it is and, and take that opportunity. So, yeah, I, I would say, namely it down to one team, Ipswich Town. Kate? I was going to say Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, funny enough, I was thinking Ipswich as well. I'm going to say potentially teams like Stoke and Millwall in terms of how they set up. Mm. Um, I just think we're still in that position from what I've seen from our play right now that we still struggle with teams that put 10 men behind the ball. Yeah. Uh, we, we're good at keeping possession, but breaking down, having those quick passes to kind of tear open defences, I still think we struggle with that. And that was one of our massive downfalls in the Prem, really. We couldn't carve teams open. We don't play the through ball. I've still not seen it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think teams like that, that are just used to being very, very defensive, like Huddersfield were at the weekend, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it presents problems for us. But if we get someone like this Caesar bloke, like you've just said, um, what's it called? What's it called, Kate? Tess, Cassidy, I think it says. Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy. And then hopefully, Yuri and ping the ball about and properly orchestrate yeah. the midfield. That's exactly what we need because we we're, we're, yeah. we're all right getting the ball there and then through to Winks. Um, and it is getting better, it's getting quicker, it's getting slicker. There's some really good moves from the weekend from the highlights that I saw. So I just think those teams that set up against us to just defend, defend, defend and catch us on the break, which is where Vestergaard scares me to death. That's that, that's our problem. You weren't criticising for 10 minutes. I thought you were warming to him. That's, that's <laughs> the thing, isn't it? If, if it's a attack versus attack, I think he's OK. Yeah. If yeah. he catches on the break, he just comes too high up because he doesn't know his limitations and a ball over the top and they're in. So... Yeah, you you would hope that Enzo will be able to get that out of him, though, wouldn't you? But, yeah, just hang back and be a sweeper in those kind of situations. Just hang I back. I mean, it looks, in fairness, like we've got another seven weeks without Cody. Oh. Because he was out for ten weeks and he's missed three. Well, two, so it might be another eight weeks. So, well, it, this, this, Enzo did say it was ten weeks from when the injury occurred. So. They've judged that back from the pre-season game. So, so from whenever that was, he might be 
I would say second to third week in September, if you include getting back up to fitness, could be back. Interested yeah. to see what Mountain Man thought would be the yeah. side. The yeah, who do, you, who do you think, Mountain Man? For me, um, you see, I think, like you say, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth, they're, they're going to have a good start when they come up because nobody's, you know, the, the, the new teams, they're not used to them. It's like these teams when they first get promoted, like Blackpool were top of the league at, at one point at the start of the season when they got promoted to the Prem. Um, so they will be going for it. Um, they will just want to kind of consolidate this season. For me, it is teams like Huddersfield, Rotherham, QPR, uh, Birmingham Stoke, those teams that were just above the relegation zone last year, that probably, I mean, Birmingham, okay, they've got a new owner, they've got the guy in from the NFL. Yeah, Tom Brady, yeah. Tom Brady, yeah. Um, He'll be deflating balls to them, won't he? Yeah, yeah. And I just think those are the teams that, that, that who know that they're going to struggle, they know they're going to be in that relegation fight, are, like you said, Kate, they're going to put men behind the ball and they're just going to try and frustrate us. But as Enzo said, and I think you said this as well uh, yesterday, uh, Brad, uh, sometimes we might have to wait till the 70th minute for the goal. You know, and that's... I'm older than you two, probably put together, but I can remember pre-Fergie at Man United when Liverpool were the dominant force... Even if they won one nil down, there was never any panic. They would keep to the same style of play. All right, they might change the formation, but they were never. They didn't sort of just say, okay, we better boot the ball upfield." They had the game plan, and obviously, because of the success, nine times out of ten, they won the games. But by sticking to that, and that's probably what we're going to have to do. And I don't think we're going to see a lot of four, five, six nil wins this season. I could be wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's not often I am, but you know I might be. Who knows? But that so yeah, that that that's the ones for me. Um, Blue Fox here, Brad. Uh, Everson, come to you first. Everson may go to Palace. I mean, we touched on that yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, I I think that's been cemented. Not uh, you know that Stoichek was in goal um, against Burton, and you was kind of just I was kind of just waiting to see. Well, firstly, if 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 um, her, her Madsen was going to be fit, which he wasn't, and then it's a case of, right, who's he putting in goal? Is he going to go with Storchek again because he's got minutes under his belt, or are we going to see who's the number two? And when you saw Storchek in the lineup, that just told me who your three goalkeepers are for this season, which is going to be her Madsen as number one, um, Storchek is the number two, and Alex Smith is, is the break glass in case of emergency goalkeeper. So, I think he deserves to be a number one. Um, and if that's going to be at Crystal Palace, that's kind of where I put his level at. I did say low league, Premier League, if he was going to go Premier League. So, Crystal Palace, um, if he does go, we might get a mill for him, um, something like that. So, all the best, a little bit of money in the back pocket. And, you know, again, he goes with, with, with great great admiration from Leicester fans because he does deserve to be a number one. He doesn't deserve to be sitting number two and especially not number three. Um, best to let him go if he's not fitting in the order where he wants to be. Are you surprised, Kate, that Stoichik is, is I know we're pronouncing that wrong, but are you, you know, are you surprised that he's jumped up into that, what looks like number two position? Yeah, 
really surprised. I thought Everson didn't really do a lot wrong last year. Um, he's by no means the finished article, but I don't think any of our keepers are. So it's quite interesting that it seems to be a firm final decision. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Decision that they are his top two. Um, so, I mean, Mads looks really good, doesn't he? Um, mm. So I don't deny. In Enzo we trust, right? I think everything's... Yeah far as going going to plan of some sorts and it's a work in progress and I've not had reason to question a lot really because we're still very much in progress. I want to come to you, stick with you Kate, sorry, because I actually put this to um, Brad and Craig in yesterday's show um, and it was something that Brad said a while ago which was, um, you know, with these three wins... You've, you know, he hasn't got the albatross around his neck anymore, Enzo. Uh, you know, of, oh, is he going to win? Is he going to get his first win? You know, new manager coming in, all these changes, still not won a game five games in. Uh, so he's got that out. But then, of course, the other albatross is, if we carry on like this, and everybody says we're going to win it and we're going to walk it and all this that, and the other, but is it a case of, well, let's just get that loss out of the way and then we can forget about it? Because the longer it goes on... Is that putting extra pressure on the team? Yeah, it is, I think. And I, I'm often, particularly with sport, the real test is when things go wrong. How quickly can you regroup? That's whether you concede in the first five minutes or we went 1-0 down to Coventry. We had a really shaky 15 minutes and we regrouped. We didn't regroup at all under Brendan. It seemed to just snowball into disaster. Um, so I think we will lose at some point. We'll probably lose within the next couple of months but it's how you regroup after the nature of the loss um because that that will show Enzo who's up for the fight as well I think and who learns from mistakes yes yeah I do I just think I mean it, it would be great and we're not going to go through the season and beat and we're not going to do an Arsenal I don't think at all but it, it as good as it would be but yeah, I don't think I, I don't think my nails would stand another season like the Premier League, where you're just waiting for us to to, to cock up, uh, and we didn't. Um, Brad, uh, come to you first with this one. Um, how many players, says Scott, does the panel think will leave before September, and can you name them? Wow, uh, that's a that's a loaded question. And I was learning um, today. Sorry, I'll just uh, build you into this here, Brad. So I was learning today that. Depending who goes will obviously depend on who comes in. And I know you don't necessarily want to hear this, but if one of two, either it would be Daka or even Ian Acho, because he's only got a year left, uh, and I know they're starting to talk to him about it, but if he goes, then 
another attacking midfielder stroke striker may be the thing. But, you know, I know you're not going to say Inacho and might go. Who knows, Brad? But who, how many do you think will still go? It's probably easier for me to go through the names because I'll probably say four or five and then end up naming six. Uh, do, you want to, think, do, you want to, do you want to go through the squad for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, go on, go on. Don't, don't, don't make such a quick decision because I've got to I've got to bring the whole thing up first. Well, I think I think Iverson's going. Um, I think he gets rid of Iverson and Ward, so he can rule the keepers out. Sutar can well, you know my opinions on him the way he's been portrayed um, at the moment, so he goes as well. Castagna. Uh, who? Castagna. Yeah, Castagne. Um, I don't think I, I'm not going to include people who I think we should go out on loan, but I will mention Luke Thomas as maybe going out on loan because I think with with the options we've got that can play that position, he's not going anywhere. So I keep forgetting we haven't got the likes of a Martin that here to throw under the bus. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, I right. I, I said yesterday, Kate, I said we've got – I'll bring you we'll, – we'll have a general discussion on this. But I said we, if, we'd got, if we'd had those defending – those number of goalkeepers last year, would Brendan have been able to keep us up? <laughs> I don't know. I've mean, never seen so many players on the Leicester City side. No, but, I know. But two of them are going to go. And I don't think it's going to be Smithers because he's just here. If he's got one more year left and he's cheap, let's be honest with you. And he is that ultimate, you know, stopgap if we need him. Uh, Stolchart looks like he's going to be number two, doesn't it? And yeah. uh, Ward, so it's Ward and Iverson are going. I'd say they've got to go. Yeah, I'm thinking Ward's going there, and yeah, Iverson is Ward expensive. I don't know. He Didn't was cost, 12 million cost. when he came in, wasn't he? Yeah, another brilliant genius money move by Brendan there. Um, was he no? Uh, he was pre Brendan, wasn't he? I don't know, but he was still a genius move. Sarcastic. He's been here about six years, I think. Um, mm. So we've got Suter then. I think he's going to go out of them. The rest will stay. Yeah, they'll all stay apart from Suter. Yeah, even Vestergaard. I can't believe we're saying that. Can we, Kate? But Vestergaard. You look at your cross-eyed thinking about it. <laughs> uh, James um, just said he wants to stay. And, I love um, JJ. Yeah. yeah, I do well. Christensen, that was a bag of troughs saying he's going anywhere. It's been cleared up. Ricky P is too uh, active on socials to, to go. I think. Yeah. Tom, Thomas, I don't think we sell Thomas, but if would you send him out on loan with, with who we've got there? I think he needs confidence building back up massively. Yeah. Send him to loan on Rotherham or somewhere like that who's going to give him 90 minutes every week. It's not necessarily... We won't look at the, their results, will we? We're looking at his yeah. performance I and mean, then he can steady them up. And Timmy, Timmy C, I think, were trying to offload, hence him not playing. I think Juventus was on the cards, wasn't it? Isn't it somewhere mm. somewhere else now? But yeah, I, yeah. Con conveniently, he he's changed his mind on Juventus since I've been booted out of Europe. Yeah. How, how convenient! Well, I'm happy for him to go if he doesn't want him. He's too expensive to keep as a reserve. I've got to say to you that I mean, if we, if if we're getting rid, I mean, I think if an offer comes in for Vestergaard, knowing that Cody isn't going to be fit until September, which is after a couple of weeks, probably after the window closes. Um, 
and then obviously if he comes back, we don't know that he's going to come back. He's still going to take a couple of weeks then to get match fit. So we're probably looking at the end of September if there is no um, uh, reoccurrence or, or he doesn't twinge something again. Kate, ask you on this. Do you sell Vestergaard in this window or not? If you're getting rid of Suter, then no, because it, we can't be in the position again where if we have another injury, which isn't out mm. of the question at all, we'd you know, we're down to bare bones and makeshifts again. And I think unless we bring someone else in, we've got to keep Vestergaard. Well, we have got this man, Brad. Yeah, and Nielsen. Nelson. Nelson. I mean, for me, is he I a... look at the way... He's a youngster. Yeah. Yeah, he's academy. See, see for me, I look at it a different way. I think against Burton, he had JJ coming into the middle of that defence, didn't he? He didn't really have him sticking as a left-back option. He kept rotating him and Doyle around. Now, if that's if you go off that basis, let's just say, for some reason, let's say, oh, I don't know, Fulham came back in for best of God and gave us £2 million for him. I would be inclined to, 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 to take them up on that. But only if Enzo feels that somebody can come in and do that role that Vestergaard's doing. If not, I'm with Kate in keeping him because whilst you have the other options to put there and obviously Christensen can go on the left, Doyle can come into more natural in the middle, etc. I think what he offers you in his passing ability would need to be compensated whilst we're waiting on Cody's return, which, like you said, Chris, could be end of September uh, he, is, he is match fit and ready to go. And I guess Vestergaard, like you say, I, I think if we, if we, it's whoever comes in with the best offer, I guess, because if he's going to, I think he would be, I don't think we can afford to lose both Vestergaard and Sutar, Kate. And I guess Sutar's the more bankable one. Yeah, probably he is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm probably likely to get the most money for him because he's only mm. got got more on his contract i think he's way more marketable yeah. um yes yeah, so we so probably so. will end up keeping Vestergaard unless we can get someone else in which yeah. makes yeah. me weep a little bit really but that's the way stopping with you kate um samare looks like he's had his day he looks like he's on his way out doesn't it yeah i don't part of me feels a bit sorry for him because he had some had some personal problems didn't he at the start of his tenure with us mm. um so he's just never really been able to make his mark, has he? I think we've all seen glimpses of what could be a player in there somewhere. Um, you know, when he can turn and run, I think he's absolutely, he looks brilliant. He just doesn't do it very often. So just the wrong move for him. I think we're the wrong club for him. Um, and he's not been included at all, has he? So, yeah, he's he's going to go. So what number's that then? What are we on at the minute? I don't know. We've got rid of Arthur. Well, we've, got, we've got rid of the two keepers. We've got yeah. rid of Sutar and Samare. Yeah. I think all Brighton will be staying till the end of the season, Brad. Um, He's valuable. He, he holds a value. You've seen that. Chowdhury, I think I would offer him another contract because I think what he's proved, if nothing else, is how versatile he is. Mm, yeah. And he gives us that. I did hear balance. a rumour that. Um, Hamza's salary is more than Plymouth's, which really makes me sad. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to think, when did we sign a player called Plymouth? <laughs> no, more than the team Plymouth. More than the complete squad. 
Oh, I mean, wow. I think he's on four mil and I think Plymouth is like 3.8 across the whole squad. Wow. So... <laughs> Oh, you do you do have to take into account that most of their players are probably on no more than five to ten grand a week because they're League Two one players. Not a regular in our team, is he? He's not a stalwart. No, no but it's it's also not his fault that he got offered a probably long term like contract. I like him a lot. I like a player who's a bit hard to be honest. He's our most vicious player. I like that a lot about him, and he's always committed yes. when he plays. Mm. Um, and if he's got a place, then great, let's keep him. But if he's not got a place. He's Do you offer him an extension? Because we've got a lot, you know, we, we, we look at the starting 11, Kate, but we've got to think we need a, a squad around that. When you look yeah, at our I squad... Think we do. I think we do offer him, because he's, he's, got a, he's had a year with Watford last year and he played a lot last year. Mm. So he's got the experience, he knows the league. Um, he's really experienced now. And I think, I think Brad, I mean, Enzo seems to like him as well uh, in, a, in a more of a more defensive role. Um, so he could, but do you, do you agree with Samari's on his way? And again, yeah. is he is he victim to the bought by the manager that na- that's no longer here? No, I don't think so. In that sense, I think he was brought by the manager that didn't have a clue that you you, you need to play players where they play and not where you want them ah, to play. Good point. You, uh, so yes, yes, you it's like a regional mode. You wouldn't mean a, 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 a certain um, melon, would you, by any chance? I don't know because nothing. I didn't hear that. Took a minute to play my end. That was weird, but I knew where he was going with it. You know what, Kate? One of these days, I'll have to play it again if Kate didn't oh. see it. Melon. <laughs> I did. I thought it just that Brad cut out then. <laughs> Brad, Brad just loves me playing it. He he, he, prefers, he prefers this one, if I'm honest to you. Why don't we sing that at the ground? Oh. I don't know. It would be the obvious song, wouldn't it? You know. <laughs> Do you know what the worst thing is? I'd love to take credit for the fact that I was one of the first people that decided with the Kalechi and Nacho being the his magic one. I tried to get the Nacho Man song going, but no one liked it. And I feel like I'm just copying my homework. But Tamari for me is a bit of a strange one because you look at how Enzo wants us to play, someone who can get on the ball, turn quickly and charge forward. And we, we saw that in the latter part of the season with Samari. We have to remember, was bossing Mendy and, and Ndidi out of the team, uh, even under the bell, Mendy was doing it. And we all thought, I was one that was thinking, well, sellable asset, get rid of Ndidi because he looks like he's done, and looks like he's fallen off, you know, try and get some money for him. And, and, and Samari takes that role in his stride, and for whatever reason, he hasn't. Um, so for me, yeah, I don't want to see him go, but you're bringing in this young lad, albeit on loan for a year, but it's clogging up that midfield. And Dennis Pratt's jumped ahead of him in that situation. Chowder's come back and jumped ahead of him in the defensive line of things. So for me, yes, yeah, Samare goes. Indeed, um, Kate Pratt. I don't think Marcel and McAteer are going anywhere because I think they're still developing, oh, they're aren't they? The first two are now. They're clearly part of the plans, aren't they? Mm. Um Started really, every game, haven't they? Or played yeah, every I'm game. I'm really hopeful for Pratt because I think everyone's probably in agreement that he's a quality player. It's yes. just where you want to play him. And for his sake, he needs a position where he can 
feel comfortable and, and permanent rather than some kind of utility player that doesn't really work with that. So yeah, I'm delighted. I'd be delighted if we can keep him because I think he's. I think he can be class, to be honest. And indeed, he, we know what he can play like. Mm. Um, he had a really bad hamstring injury, didn't he? Maybe start of January twenty one, and he was out for quite a long time. And I don't think the same players come back um, at all. Um, so I was I've, the both times I've watched him to watch him turn and move forward and pass forward. I'm like, who the hell is this? Because yeah. he just wasn't able to do that last year. So I think Enzo's brought a new lease of life and he just needs refining it. But he's cl- they're both clearly part of the plan, so they're staying, I think. Well, Kate, indeed, he is, like you say, he, I, I, for me, he'd fallen down the pecking order. I'd as soon have kept Mendy last season, if truth be known. I would have been quite happy if indeed he had gone. But again, it's one of those, those things where new managers come in and my God, it's like having it's like we sign another player, isn't it? Yeah, he looks so like reinvigorated and it's like someone set his pants on fire, really. It's unbelievable. He's just so full of it. Like he looks he looks motivated, he looks keen, he looks excited to be playing again. And any manager who can do that absolutely has my back in, no matter what. Uh, Brad Pratt, could he fill that Madison role? I think, in a way, he could fill not the Madison role. I think that's going to be Winks's job, um, especially um, if 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 and when. It's, it sounds more like a when than if with the Chelsea loan he comes in because he'll he'll free Winks up to be a bit more attacking. I think right now Winks is being told to um, he's going to have to do two roles for the moment whilst we, he gets his bodies in and the right plays. Well, that was a pretty pitch, Winks, isn't he? Yeah, he is. It's great to see. Love it. Apps already becoming an instant hit. The fans love, and you love to see it. And that's one we know we're going to keep hold of because it's a permanent signing. But for me, I actually think he takes that number, not number, eight, number eight role. I think he takes the Yuri role um, because if you really think about Yuri's role over the last eighteen months at Leicester, he wasn't next to Madison, was he? He was next to Ndidi. He was next to Mendy. He was. He was doing that anchoring, well, supposed to be doing an anchoring role between the the, the defence, the midfield and the attack, wasn't he? That's what his role was. I feel like Dennis Pratt offers you that because he's already got an assist, which was a great cross when he got out wide. He, he creates that extra body to attack with. He gives you an extra body to get behind the ball if, if, we, if we lose it as well. I think he's a utility midfielder. That was the word I was looking for to describe him. I don't think he... He has a number 10 role in him, especially if, um, and I hate to say it, if you look at his chance he had against Huddersfield, I think uh, a number 10 puts that away, doesn't he? Uh, or, or, you know, or, or at least puts it one time. that's just had more time on the pitch. Oh, yeah, very true. There is, there is that argument as well. I mean, yeah. you, you, do you end up, and I'll stick with you, Brad, because you mentioned it, but do you stand, stand up or end up with the utility player that, just doesn't get a game because there's players better than him in every position that he could play in. And he comes on and has bit part roles for injuries and tiredness. Well, I mean, that's something we'll, we'll really know in eight or nine games more time. I'm asking you now, Brad. Uh, and I think, <laughs> I think, I think he could also be opponent dependent, couldn't it? Because if we, if we play Cardiff and I know Cardiff have been very indifferent in their start, they got hammered at the opening week and then they lost um, t- uh, two one at the weekend. So if they come at you, 
Darius Pratt might be the ideal player instead of instead of someone else in that, instead of Ndidi in that midfield because he'll take the edge out of it. He'll be able to press when 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 they overcommit. Whereas Ndidi does seem to be given that instruction from Enzo to race through the middle and get into the attackers as as much as possible. So it might ebb and flow between the two of them, and I'm I'm all for it. I'm sure they are to compete against each other. It well, can really inspire them. I mean, three games in, it's difficult to sort of, at this point, say that's what Enzo's plans are. But looking at this, it doesn't look like we're going to see settled. It's probably the wrong word that I'm looking for, but we're not going to see the same 11 week in, week out. It could be, like Brad said, opponent dependent as to who's on the pitch at the start of each game. Yeah, that's how it should be, isn't it? That's what he'd have been used to at Man City. Um, that's exactly how I want to play football because we can't depend on the same 11. A, because of injuries. We've been screwed over by that before. And B, because of predictability. I think there was periods over the last couple of seasons where you don't even need to look at Leicester's team sheet. You know who's playing and where they're going to play. And that's something that's a detriment to us against against good opposition because they know what we're going to do. So I think we've got to use the same 15 or so players and mix it up. That's what he's there for. Is it? Because do you remember when we were um, in the championship winning team side? Sorry, Nigel Pearson. You could predict that side four or five games in advance. But we were winning every week. So I suppose it was different, wasn't it? Yeah. And everyone did their job really well. There was no, oh, we'll just put him there because of injury or we've not got a left back. So we'll put him there. We had people, then primary position was the one they played. So. It was just a perfect puzzle that fit, wasn't it, in the championship season? And I'm not, I'm not sure we're there. There was yeah. quite a lot of fortune that season. I'm just not quite sure we're there. Yeah. Blue, you're asking about uh, Vestergaard and Sutar. We discussed that earlier on in the show. So at the end, go back, watch it from the start, and you'll see us discuss that very question that you're asking. Kate, I'm going to stick with you because I know the answer I would get if I went to Brad uh, when it comes to strikers. Um, if an offer comes in for Inacho, do we sell him? Oh, God. oh she's thinking, Brad. I really she's don't thinking. know. I really don't know. I mean, he's, he frustrates me. And then in the same breath, I really love him. So he's just going to be expensive. And does the return warrant the cost? I think there'd be a cost-benefit analysis that'd have to be done with Inacho what money we're going to get, him off the wage bill versus what goals he would create and score for us. It's a tough one. It's a real tough one and probably a quandary that managers have had over the seasons with him. So I think it would probably depend on the price someone was willing to pay. My worry is, Brad, that if obviously we've got Mavididi in the strikers there, where I think, to me, he's more on the side and fantastic player. I mean, I'm looking... He's, excuse me, he's got moves in there I've not seen since uh, Mares used to used to play on the wing. I mean, it is really exciting me. But if Iheanacho was to go, that would leave us Daka and Vardy. That, to me, is a scary thought for a season in the Championship. Yeah, and not in the way you'd probably hope with Leicester fans, would you? You'd want Daka's pace that he's shown us in glimpses and, and Vardy to be, a, roll back, be able to roll back the years and and scored 20, 20 goals in the Premier League and taking that round to the Championship. But as it is, 
Um, you don't. I don't really look. You know, I like Daka and I want him to do well, but he's not shown. And I know again, you make the same argument as you could do for as you could have done for Pratt and a few others. Needs a chance. Uh, my my question is, if he's not even playing against Burton Albion in the cup, when's he going to get this chance? Because the longer he goes with Vardy starting, Nacho on the bench, and then Nacho starting and Vardy coming off the bench. You're going to make them to your predominant number ones. Where are when's Daka going to get his chance and his run in the team? Because like Ian Acho, he's a confidence player. Uh, that's my concern. And for me, look, with the greatest respect, I love Nacho. But him you and Daka. No, I, know, I, 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 I never really mention it. I never really mention it. But for me, Daka and Nacho, you're probably going to get the same a mill either side for them. I can't, I can't resist. Leave me and my man love alone. Leave me alone, all right? We should start eulogising about Nacho. I know. I hope he doesn't leave because it means I won't be able to play (laughs) Well, Well, I mean, here's the thing. We talk about, you know, Christensen, who people have been misinformed that he's leaving when it's an injury, and even Enzo stated that. We talk about these contract situations... Now, for me, you don't get picked by Enzo from what he said unless there's an urgency to stay. And from what I've understood in some reports is Nacho's getting offered a new contract. I know it's, a, it's early days. I, I don't think there's anything you know, cemented on the table, but obviously they're open to the idea that he's saying, well, if you want to be here, I don't. we don't want another Yuri Tillman scenario, so as much as you want to be here, if you're not going to sign a cup, you know, whatever they're talking about at the moment sort of thing. I would be happier to see Daka leave um, than I would Ian Acho because we know more about Ian Acho. He's, not, he's been at the club longer. He's played more games. And we've seen that season where we scored 19 goals, Chris. So we know he's got the capability to score the goals. But like Kate said, the only problem we have with only having them as our striking options is... It all depends on the signings we bring in that might change that. But who are you then going to bring in? Is he going to put Mavadidi in that situation? I think you said that, Chris. Maybe Mavadidi goes into that role. I'm ignoring the music. I'm just letting him play up to it. It's like a child. You've got to let him play with his toys. Otherwise, you'll never hear the end of it. Uh, you know, whether whether you put the uh, new midfielder into the team and you play him as a striker, I'll shout as loud as you go. Yeah, you just play up to a child until he shuts up. So he's gone silent now. He realises he's in trouble with me. I'll have words with you later, Chris. But yeah, <laughs> so Daka, keep here Nacho and Vardy and make Mavadidi or the new lad, the third choice striker that goes on there, if you're going to use three. Yeah, I mean... You said this earlier, Brad, and I'll we'll, we'll get on and give you a chance to calm down over your excitement. But Kate, I mean, <laughs> if, if, it's a good job he's only filmed down to there with him. I tell you. Um, but Kate, if we are going to go well, if you think someone was going to come in for Inacho or Daka, would they have done it now? There's only two weeks of the transfer window left, and you know, Brad made a very good point, and I know that. That's hard for a few regulars to believe, but he did make a very good point that, 
you know, we've done the business earlier. We could maybe have got more money for Barnes or, or, or Madison, but we didn't because we wanted to get the money in so that we could start the rebuild, you know, straight away, which we did. They, they, they've never known Leicester sort of do anything quite as quickly as they did. Um, we don't want to be selling him on the last day, do we, when we're panicking, oh, God, now we're only down to so many strokes. We want to get them in. So would you not have thought an offer would have been made by now? Yeah, I mean, you don't know that there's not, I guess. But, yeah, you would have expected something to happen. But sometimes with the Premier League in particular, because of the, the comings and goings and the FFP stuff, it's it's all very dominoed, isn't it? So you've got to wait for the first one to go. So it, there could be something like that at play in the background, um, particularly with some of the clubs that you've been rumoured to be linked with, like Everton, etc. They're not going to have loads of money to spend. So... Or he may just be playing us off against each other, see what contract to get offered and make a decision. You, there's going to be so many things that hold it up. But yeah, you'd like to think that after, if there's less than a week to go, he's not for sale. Yeah. It's yeah. too stressful. Yeah. I mean, with Everton, you could argue they've put a bid in for all our players. I mean, Vardy, Nacho, Dakar. I'm waiting for Wilfred and Didi and Bruce Stoichek to get offered by Dice at this rate, the way they're going for us. Uh, Dan's in uh, Dan Dan the Burnley fan Hey mate you, know, you had a good weekend away uh, On your Hollyhocks uh, How's life doing back in the Premier League Oh, oh, oh Dan oh. Well, well at, least, at least they, At least they lost to uh, Man City didn't they It weren't like they lost uh, 5-1 to Newcastle Is it Chris You know, so They could have had a worse start <laughs> Yes but Well I'm saying nothing All I will say is but <laughs> For Leicester and probably for the Lionesses as well. Home, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming. Football's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming. Football's coming home. Okay, we're going to, let's just sidetrack because I've been watching it that I can do when it doesn't clash with me, my day job. Um, Australia in the semis. Yeah, it's a biggie, isn't it? Real mm. biggie. Um, they've got so much support as well. They, everyone's behind the Matildas, aren't they? So, yes. Yeah, big loss with um, James not playing. It's going to be down to one of those. I think a lot of these final moments of a tournament is just down to how the cookie crumbles. It's not often down to necessarily talent and play because there's so many nerves, there's so much at stake. It's just about the look on the day, really. Yes, yeah. I mean, my favourite scored and Russo, she can't do anything wrong for me. Um, just need to score another back heel off her. Uh, Brad, I mean, we're favourites now. We've got to be. Uh, all the other big one, big nations have been knocked out. We've made hard work of it, but like Leicester against Huddersfield, you know, they've shown resilience. At least we didn't go to 20 penalties like, uh, like Australia did. Um, it's looking good, isn't it? Yeah, it is looking good. And look, England are a, a complete and utter different breed of animal under 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 the manager they've got now. Mm. Um, you know, I've, well, I think the only cursor that people have put onto it, and I thought it was, I didn't think it was these. I thought it was Austria, but apparently it was Australia because they they they, they went through like forty games unbeaten, didn't they, in all competitions, and then they played. And I, I thought it was Austria, but apparently it was Australia who beat us on, uh, who gave gave the manager her her first and and still only defeat. So 
that that's kind of like don't put the mocks on it, but that's like the curse of holding back on that one. But it was a pretty, it was like a friendly. No one really cared about it. Um, but you would imagine that if England, you know, if they beat Australia, they're going to go on and make it back to back tournaments that they win. And and you know, England are a strong team. They they've flown up the rankings in recent years. I mean, ever since the growing of the women's game, they've got better and better as well. Um, you look at some of the talent that they've got throughout the country that play in the WSL, which Leicester, Leicester ladies were looking for a third season to times a child, weren't they, in that division? Just so, like I say, at least they know how to stay up. Um, but there we go. I'll, I'll leave that one there for those that are they're interested in the women's league. But um, and and if if we need uh, if we need that to just stay up, we'll talk uh, in that show. Well, I didn't. Shut up. Uh, very good. Shut up. Right. Okay. I'm here all week. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. I can't um, get away with that on, on the morning show, but I can get yeah, away with can't. it. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it'd be good to see them, and they are favourites to win it. Yeah. Uh, Boris says here, Brad will stick with you. Why is Luke Thomas not playing the championship? Would be perfect for him to get to the next level. I, I mean, we're winning. You know, we could say, why isn't player B playing or why isn't player D playing? We're not losing. Why change anything that we don't need to? I mean, yeah, and also, to be honest with you, I think he's fourth choice at the moment with Enzo. I mean, I didn't know Doyle was going to predominantly be out on that left. We all assumed it was going to be a mid, a defensive three or he was going to be there with FaZe or mm. maybe Kate thought it was going to be Sutar and, and, and him in there. But he's playing left back. You've got um, JJ, who's now back and available. So he's been playing. He can play left back. Christensen is injured. I reiterate that for the 900th time in three days. But when he's fit, which apparently he is now for this weekend and available, that's a third left back. Where does he get in? Where does he get in the team? Because we, you know, I think a year or two ago we'd have been panicking at the idea that. That Castagne wanted to leave, but now we're very, very much secured on them numbers. Uh, they can play left and right back. We got All Brighton could also fill in and play there as well, and we've seen that already. So, should he be playing in the Championship? Yes, but that's why I said I don't think we lose him. But I think he goes out on loan because um, he's just not going to get in this team, especially why it's not losing games, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Kate, I mean, Jerison Raksaki, for God's sake. I got, I got so so happy when we signed Harry Winks and uh, Connor Cody. I thought, great players I can pronounce. But this, I'm sure they do it just for shirt sales, you know. Uh, but Jerison Raksaki from Crystal Palace. Hodgson, I don't know why I keep saying it. I'm my own worst enemy. Hodgson doesn't want him to go. Yeah, I mean, that's quite telling in itself, isn't it? Um, mm. It's obviously up for grabs. Uh, we'll just have to watch this space. I just, you just never know sometimes how true these rumours are. And But it, there's quite a lot of heat coming from this one, though, isn't there? So you, it would suggest that maybe we're in talks with him. And mm. it depends whether the boys calm down from the weekend or not, doesn't it? Well, I was going to say, you, you, you're reading my notes again, aren't you? Well, there's life in the old dog yet. And I'm not talking about Brad. I you mean, <laughs> like Pearson. Yes. What actually? What I I haven't really seen it properly. What what actually happened? The ball came out of play, and 
it kind of bounced near Roy. And then rather than just grab the ball for the throw-in, the player sort of pushes Roy in the stomach quite near the crotch area, actually. It wasn't the crotch area, but he pushes him quite hard, almost like a bit of, not a punch, because he didn't have his fist clenched, but like a real shove in the stomach. So Roy kind of like buckles a bit and goes absolutely bananas, like people were holding him back. Yeah, it's absolutely, wow. it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Do you know, we never saw that with our last manager, did we? Oh, no. No, no, we could have taken our last manager to the zoo and he'd have got lost with the seals, yeah. Yeah. Um, At least we're seeing some effort from our new manager, though, aren't we? Well, yes, yeah. yes. Um, I think Brendan can jump that high. <laughs> <laughs> Not all three foot of him, no, he can't, Kate. <laughs> Um, Mountain says, uh, do you think we'll have some issues with set pieces in the championship that we had last season, Brad? Um, I mean, it does look like an area that managers are already pinpointing. It's been an Achilles heel of Leicester's for years on end, though. I mean, it, it it's not something that I don't think any team in the world has ever figured out a solid way to, to stop conceding from, from, from them. I think our regularity in conceding from them is going to dramatically drop because the quality of the crosses coming in with the greatest respect from, from certain players is, is going to be manageable. Uh, I think we're a lot more organised defensively as a unit because, you know, unlike a bell end, this manager actually seems to know whether he wants them to be zonal or man-marking, so he doesn't change it every 25 minutes to a game, um, which we saw under Brandon. Um but yeah, they're still going to cause issues. I mean, look at the first goal we conceded. Yeah. It was a yeah. corner, flicked on header. So, yes, but not as bad as what we've been accustomed to over the last two or three seasons. And last question, and we'll let uh, this one go to Kate. Uh, Scott just says, where do you think we will still need to strengthen? In my opinion, right wing and centre-back seem to be obvious. But yeah, I think centre-back definitely. Um, and I think strikers for me whether we have an out-and-out out striker. The three that we've got, because of the debates that we keep having, they're not cutting it, are they? We've got no regular that you'd say, yet. Yeah, without question, he's got to be on the team sheet. So I'd yeah. like to see a centre-back, top and tail, basically, centre-back and a striker of some capacity, whether that's an out-and-out out number nine or, or you know, more like a Harry Kane 10 goal-scoring position. I don't know. Well, they're after a striker, aren't they? Yeah, I'm looking at we can trick him into thinking Vestergaard's striker. I said about Wout Face being like the Matt Elliott of the day. If we tell Dan that it's really Vestergaard, maybe they'll buy him, Kate. Yeah, maybe, yeah. And then figure out he can't head the ball. Brilliant. No, oh, well, that's for them to find out, not for us. No, this is true. This is true. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me this evening. It has been a pleasure. Um, well, it has for me. I'm not sure whether it has for you or not. You Only you can answer that. Uh we're going to be back um, on this channel on Wednesday morning at 11. If my car is back from its MOT hospital appointment, then uh, I will be here on Wednesday doing uh, a watch along for the women's semi-final. Uh, otherwise, us lot will all be back next week. Kate, give a shout out as to where people can find you. Uh, I'm on Twitter at KTB44. I think my Twitter handle name is at KateBlakey40. Um, but, yeah, K-T-B, K-A-T-E-Y-B. Um, yeah, hopefully speak on Twitter. Yep, get over there and give her a follow. Um, 
Thank you very much. Have a good week. Uh, go and detox. I know you've still got wine in your blood. So uh, have a good... <laughs> we have a well, lot. Back on Saturday for some pre and post match, hopefully, as well. Oh, yes, for Cardiff, yes. Uh, are we at home or away for that one? We're at home. At home. We're at home. Home for, the, home for the visit of the Welsh. I will see you on Saturday, Kate. Thank you so right. very much. See you later. Thank you. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Brad, where can people find you and what do you do when you're not on here? Well, I can't disclose that information. It's too personal. But I do host I the... We've seen the videos, mate. We've seen the videos. Yeah. I, I host I host the um, the post uh, the, the preview show on here and the prediction show on here, so you can always catch most of that. But you can find me on our sister channel, LTID TV Two, the Quiz Channel. Which, all being well, we will have Tyson Fury, aka Josh, one of our own, on here. Uh, he will be taking on the million point drop as a quiz. So if you haven't already. Do go head over to that channel, give it a subscribe, check out the video so you get an idea of what to expect. And that should be Wednesday, 7 p.m. Um, all things going well. Um, Josh has said he's going to do it. <laughs> we all know what Josh is like with his married life and personal life. So hopefully everything stays honky-dory for him and he will be on. But yeah, you can check okay. us out there. Don't get jealous, Brad. Boobies is the only one of us that has got a personal and private life. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, I'm sorry. I don't want to disappoint me, me fans, which is none of them, but to all <laughs> zero of you, I, do, Brad, I don't Brad, have a life. Brad is on OnlyFans, so if you want to unsubscribe, now's the time to do it. But <laughs> it tells you all about it up above. Look, the modern the modern graphics that we have here. Uh, Brad, thank you so very much, sir. And I will see you possibly, more than likely, on Thursday. Possibly, most likely, um, yes. And uh, I've got to go. I've got to search the land for a Cardiff fan to, to get in touch with on Twitter. So, <laughs> well, if in doubt, I might get really desperate and ask Mike. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you're going to ask Mike, you might want to get our friend in. Which which friend's that? Go on, find the button. No, I should play my own. Didn't see it. Try again, Chris. I'm not trying. That. That's two sheep you've had there. <laughs> oh, well, sheep. I, I had an idea it was going to be old Sean, but if if, if in doubt, it, it'll probably make more sense I, than my. I was a bit anyway. cold the other day, so I I, uh, I crossed the sheep with a kangaroo and got a woolly jumper. Brad, I'll see you on Thursday, possibly. Take care, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll see you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'll let him go before he uh, commits Harry Kiri. Thanks so much, guys. For watching and thanks for listening if you've been doing that on your favorite podcast platform thanks to everybody that was in the chat for joining in thanks to kate thanks to brad and uh, it's been a pleasure having you all on i've been chris this has been ltid tv and this if i can line it up right is going to be arnie i will see you on uh, wednesday morning fingers crossed come on you lionesses thanks for watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment.
it's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.